Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, hour two, home improvement. Two more hours till we uh, get up to your retirement professionals. And after that show is the business of family business, an afternoon of experts today here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Uh, bring us with you as you go. You can follow me or any KMOX show on odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey is the app or application. You can get it from the uh, uh, Apple Store and from you know the any place you get app applications or apps as we call them now. So anyway, Odyssey has an app. You can rewind 20 seconds. You can go back. All of my shows are podcasted in the past. So you can go back and like, what did he say? What was that word he used? Oh, oh, there it is. So you can find those with you as well. Well, you can tune in to virtually any Odyssey radio station, and, and there are hundreds. So any topic, any music, any talk show, sports, uh, anything you can find on the Odyssey, Odyssey app right there. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, uh, asking for your calls here on phone lines 314-436-7900, We've got two full hours. I know it's a long weekend, lots of things happening around and it's a little bit chilly, a little overcast, but, you know, anyway, it's uh, be aware as we get into tonight and a few days coming into the next week. Be prepared for a little bit of rainfall. So, you know, any of those leaves you haven't quite jumped on yet, you know, just catch them up, uh, get them going and clean them up. Uh, also, around your air conditioner, as you get to the air conditioner, we're going, we're, you know, deep into the heating season, but as you put away that outside air conditioning condenser, uh, do not enclose that. Don't bag them up. Don't cover them with plastic. If anything, put a lid on it. Uh, only a flat piece of something on the top to keep uh, leaves and sticks and debris from falling in the top grate if there is one of your air conditioner. That's the only thing. Leave the sides open. Uh, beware. Keep your potting plants and all your uh, topsoil, potting soil, stuff like that, you know, away from that air conditioner, even in the winter, because it does need to dry itself in the wind and the sun and, and all those things still need to keep that uh, pretty expensive piece of equipment from getting too much latent moisture because it is a piece of electronics. You don't want to overly expose it to wet or whatever. But if if nothing else, if you must, uh, put a lid on it only. Uh, for example, I think I cut a piece of uh, kind of a plastic type of plywood and I just cut it around in the, space, the shape of that AC and I plunked it down on top of that. I really don't do much of that anymore, but when, when I was called to it and I, my neat neck in me just really needed to put something on there, I did. Do not wrap a bag. Don't plastic and close it because that traps moisture in it. Um, you know, if you think about rain and it, it just doesn't get warm enough to dry and evaporate that moisture out from underneath that enclosed air conditioner. So just leave that alone. But give it a little bit of, res- bit of, bit of respect. Make sure you don't go close to those fins. Bending those down, it, it just reduces the efficiency of that unit. Uh, so be very careful. And uh, for the record, if you do have an air conditioner, whether a window air conditioner, an outdoor condenser, whatever those fins that are there, there is a tool kind of a comb, a fin 
comb, C-O-M-B, like a hair comb. And you can actually, you know, re-straighten those out so that the air is allowed to come through. Um, We had a uh, neighbor kid, you know, played basketball all the time. Basketball always bounced over and seemed to flatten out the fins on our AC unit there in earlier years. Lo and behold, I discovered a fin comb, and I was able to go back once a year and, you know, comb that out because if you have less air moving past it you're paying more for the electricity to cool your home in the summer and also that unit is working harder so the life of that expensive investment of air conditioning condenser shortens the life of that shortens uh 314-436-7900 bring on the phone calls 314-436-7900 next up let's talk to my friend Ange or angelo hey Ange, good morning welcome to camwex how can i help you my friend Hi, Scott. I have a, I'm storing a boat trailer outside exposed to the element, mm-hmm. and I was debating whether to just leave it like that or cover the carpeted pressure-treated bunks with uh, shrink wrap to protect the wood. What are, what are your feelings on that? Well, I have experience with just that, and uh, frankly, it's the same answer as my air conditioner. If you can put a lid over it and limit the amount of moisture coming in, it's important to leave the bottom, and the, especially the wood bunks. Uh, you know, those are you know those are tough to replace. Um, you know, because of the fasteners and all the rust that goes with that. So I would cover that trailer. Uh, typically, I think I put. Uh, I don't know, I think I threw a couple of sheets of plywood, one over, you know, the the tire, the, the, the tire well and the fender, just to keep the moisture minimized there, but I did not put anything underneath it, and, you know, occasionally I had to go through the season blowing leaves out from underneath the trailer to, you know, let the air dry out those uh, wood, you know, bunks for the boat uh, hull. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. If I didn't do anything and just let it sit, is that a sure way that it's going to deteriorate pretty fast? Or Yeah, it's going to deteriorate pretty fast anyway. But I would say, you know, the summertime, you know, the heat, even with the humidity, you get heat and, you know, the trailer sits around. It dries out. So mm-hmm. I would, I, I always, I you know, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but I would put a lid and generally just a simple piece of plywood, depending upon what your neighbors want to look at, if, if you can put it in a place where the neighbors don't have to see it. But I like throwing a roof, almost a hat over the uh, okay. those bunks, and, and, you know, then I had enough peace. I, and, I, and then I put a, I think I put a <laughs> concrete block on top of that to keep it from blowing away because those big sheets of plywood will become sailboats yeah. in the winter. Okay, good idea. Yeah. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, Angie, I'm with you there, and, uh, you know, golly, kind of breaks my heart to, you know, put those boats away. Doggone it. I love I love the water. Okay. Thanks, Ange. Thanks for the call. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, from boat trailers, maintaining and how to take care of our outdoor air conditioners when we put them away for the winter heating season. Remember, with all the people that you're having in the holidays, and as well, coming through the leaf season and the late pollen season of uh, September, October, November, uh, you can get a lot of dust in your house, as you might have discovered, and now you have guests that come in and out and carry that stuff, track it in and out. Make sure you're changing your furnace filters. 
Uh, you know, I mean, a furnace filter is an affordable item. The furnace is pricey, so make sure that that breathing apparatus, the the fan on your furnace unit, doesn't have to work too hard by blowing all that air through that blocked furnace dirty filter. So make sure you give that furnace a good clean filter. Uh, I typically, when I put a uh, paper filter in, I've had the four inch thick uh, uh, fat um, uh, serrated um, or, or corrugated type filters. I love those, but and have had the one inch pieces. I always take a little magic marker and I put the date on it and I put installed, you know, like 11, 26, 22. And then I know, well, I've got one month since I did that or two months. All months are not the same. So once you get into January, there's not a whole lot of dust outside. It doesn't track inside much. Most of it is, you know, ice and snow and cold and wet. Uh, so you wind up with your furnace filters might last in the wintertime two, three months. Uh, but if you've got a house full of kids, uh, you know, it might only last a month, month and a half just because of the number of people in and out open and closing those doors. Uh, we've got uh, an hour and a half or two more hours here on the Home Improvement Show right here on KMWX, middle of the dial, middle of the country. And we're a little below the middle of the thermometer right now, but uh, we're going to work our way up to comfortable right here in St. Louis. Scott Mosby, KMOX. We have 50,000 watts, and I am at your service. I'll be back for more after this. Improvement KMOX, we are live and lively here and rolling right along down. And we have lots to talk about here. Uh, phone numbers 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Lots of things to talk about. And uh, bring it on. That's all I can say. Uh, and we are talking about things and moisture maintaining, getting into the fall seasons. Uh, for safety, please, um, I ask you and, and typically advocate for a walkabout, just a tour, just walk around the house. When things get a little bit warmer a little more comfortable to get a little bored basically uh you know you know take a cup of coffee up i typically like to walk around the house uh, once a week generally sometimes i'll do it when i'm driving in and look just be aware of what's going on around your house look up at the roof look at the chimney look at the gutters the downspouts the leaves around uh is it uh, uh safe can you tell uh, that the doors and the windows are in good stead, are the screens ripped? So I'm just looking for unusual things that seem out of place. So these are not expert or construction-based, experience-based um, things. Just does it look like what I think it should look like? If it doesn't, I want to take a little bit look, a little closer look at it and, and see just you know, uh, does it need further attention? Does it need attention from need me? Does it need maintenance? Do I need to bag up the leaves around the air conditioner condenser? Uh, do I need to check out the downspout, the splash blocks near the house? Do I need to extend those splash blocks into pipes to make sure that water drains away from the foundation going into the winter? Uh, we do have, uh, you know, uh, issues around keeping the soil properly hydrated. Anyway, this and much more to talk about here. Uh, give me a call here. I'm in Studio B, a little bit lonely, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Uh, we talked about various things in the first year, uh, first hour, um, and one was uh, from Dave. Dave got us started, wants to replace the floor in his 
uh, sunroom, if you will. Uh, it was a deck, and then it became uh, enclosed with windows and a roof, et cetera, et cetera. So on we go. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here and speak with Mary. Hey, Mary, Scott Mosby, good morning. Welcome. How can I help you here on CamWax? Hi. I have a two concrete planters sitting on my front step. Uh, they are emptied of dirt because they needed to be glued. And I'm wondering, what's the best protection for them for the winter months? Uh, just dry and up. Um, how big are they? They're pretty big. I mean, they're too heavy to move indoors. Yeah. I'd say, how big are those planters? They're three and a half feet tall. Three, three and a half feet tall, two and a half feet wide. Yeah, big and heavy. Big and heavy. Uh, The best thing you can do for that, uh, number one, is make sure it drains so that when uh, I typically, here's my roof again. This is me, you know, neat-nicking my way around. Uh, Typically, I did put a plastic cap over the top of those unplanted planters for the winter because if if water and snow and ice build up and that soil gets very wet and then the deep freeze comes, well, that soil is going to be act just like water it will expand and it'll blow that pot apart so drying out the soil inside there or keeping it dry is an important thing it can be as simple as putting a lid on it i think i put uh i don't know i, I when i didn't have plastic around i think i took a heavy duty uh, trash bag and put a bungee cord around it. It was a little tacky look, and I trimmed it up so that the neighbors didn't have to look at this blowing piece of plastic. But that's right, kind of right. it. Uh, that is one thing. And the second thing, if you can you know, really manage it, and this is for year-round, Mary, is as big as it is, if you can sit that up off of the concrete, if it's on a... Uh, a trolley uh, or a uh, something to uh, let the moisture dry out on the bottom because the issue is the concrete if it's on a concrete porch or stoop or patio that will wick moisture up into the bottom of that pot and uh, deteriorate that pot from the bottom up uh, as fast as anything because the soil inside okay. keeps it wet so again, that gasket, you know, a blue styrofoam or an Owens Corning pink could be anything, but anything that is non-rottable that won't hold moisture. And then typically, you know, where the weep hole is, I might cut a hole in the bottom of that foam uh, because it will continue to drain out the bottom. Uh, and, okay. you know, sometimes, I, you know, I'll even cut a little groove for, um, you know, that weep hole to drain out from underneath the foam. But, you know, that's just because I get bored mostly. <laughs> okay. Well, there there is no dirt in the pots right now. Okay. Then so I would, would I would I would put that foam thing up, and I would just okay. cover them up if you can. Uh, but you don't have to okay. because they'll get dry as well. Uh, typically, you get the leaves that fall in. The leaves hold the moisture. So if you keep them clean okay. and keep the debris out, you really don't have to cover them up. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Thank yeah. you so much. You bet. Good question. I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. All right. All right. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. We're taking care of business around the house, Uh, boat trailers to planters to spray foam, uh, flame spreads, all those various things. Let's see what's happening with my buddy, Terry. Hey, Terry, Scott Mosby. Good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hey, Scott, I got to ask you a question. I've got a basement wall, four corners, one, one, the corner that's exposed to the outside area there's nothing in front of it 
The house is five years old. Moisture comes through the the basement wall at the top. It's not coming over the top of the wall. It's dry. It's not coming. It's not. It's just poor. Must be porous outside. Looks like there's very very fine hairline crack. And in the winter time, when the furnace is on, the heating it's all the vents are open, and it obviously is pulling moisture through there. What? What could I use to seal that outside wall to stop that? It only happens in the wintertime in the top three feet of the concrete. Uh, is there a crack that you're describing there? Very, yes, a very fine hairline crack, and I, I, I guess it's coming through that, but it must be also just porous. It would be, it weeps, it's, uh, it's about a foot each si- uh, side of the corner. And yeah. right at the top, and it, it'll keep weeping there, especially when it's moist outside like it is right now, high humidity. I yeah. put a fan on it, and it takes about a half a day to a day to dry it up. Um, what kind of siding or brick, what's the outside of your house surface? It's uh, it's just all cement, basement wall. There's nothing but covering the cement. A, it's What's above it? Lap, lap siding. Okay. Uh, the that, cement is the cement, concrete cement siding. Okay. Uh, uh, here's here's where I'm going with this. Um, usually, a crack like that um, will show moisture, but it's more common that there is moisture coming through or past your siding above that spot. It could be a window sill above. Uh, keep in mind that the siding is a cladding. It's not a submarine. It's not a boat. Siding is cladding, not waterproofing. So most of those sidings are designed so that, especially if you have a Tyvek or a house wrap on it, that moisture can and will get past and behind that siding. So if you look above, sometimes there's a window sill or a door or something that causes that moisture, that that much moisture, if it takes you a day to dry a, a concrete wall, I would look not for the concrete, but above that concrete. And the crack may be incidental to this question. But if it is a crack, uh, the, 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 if that, the best way to try and fix that uh, is from the outside, but that can get pretty ugly. So anything that will effectively fix that crack um, is going to look um, worse than it does now. Um, whether you caulk it or waterproof it. And I would probably start with a, a good silicone-based waterproofing. If it's a hairline crack, I would just go ahead and use a silicone waterproofing, um, paint that whole side of that uh, place, not just the two feet, because after a few years, that uh, two-foot-wide space, it'll be as if you painted it with uh, iced tea, you know, a drinking tea. It'll just be slightly colored or discolored. But but please think about what's above that and a possibility of moisture coming down. And it can travel, you know, two stories, one story, one window, two windows. It, it can be significant. Well, that's good information. I appreciate it very much. And I'll, I'll check that out and look into that silicone water ceiling. Thank you okay. very much, sir. You bet. All right. Okay, Take bye. care. See you, Terry. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. Let's see what else we've got. We've got time for uh, Mary. And Mary, hey, Mary, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hi. Uh, you were just talking about furnace filters, 
And I have a question about that. Mine is overdue for a change. I'm going to do that today. It's okay. been over three months. Now, it's a 3M filter, allergen filtrate. It's, it's a pretty good filter. Yeah. And um, uh, they recommend to change it every three months, period. That's what it says on the packaging. Yeah. And then I have a friend that's like, oh, no, you got to change your filter every month. So... I guess I'm a little lazy, and I just went by the packaging, and I'm like, well, the packaging says three months, and so I went with that. It's just a little over three months, but I'm going to change it out today. Yeah. So my question is, um, I know you said in the summer and fall you might want to change it more often. Mm-hmm. In the winter, how much would you change it, and and what do you think? It's a, you know, it's it's... I know when I got the cheaper filters that mm-hmm. I would change them almost every month. But yeah. this one is a good filter. And um, I just wanted to know. And the other thing is I live in an old house, and it is pretty dusty. Yeah. And I just have two cats. so Oh, there you go. I don't go. have a lot of hair, although they're mostly in the basement most of the time. Yeah, but and, the cat dander um, does fly around. Any pets, especially cats, and the dander is exactly what will get stuck in that filter. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, I try to keep the floors clean, but they're always yeah. shedding a little hair and stuff. Sure, we do too. I mean, you know, all the dander, the stuff that comes off of us, and uh, you know, you're at the neighbor's house with the cat cat on your on your lap, and you bring that home too. So, uh-huh. uh, three months is fine. Uh, I typically check it for color. Because if you've got a new filter of the exact same filter, you pull out that old one, you look at the new one, you can tell that there's a color. If there's not a whole lot, but you're three months, I change it anywhere, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but but with cats and when you get into the sun, the spring and the fall with leaves and pollen, open the windows, you know, it, you may change that filter every month, month and a half with windows open. Uh, right. When you get into the winter like this and, and where I, I I like the 3M filtrate uh cartridges they're great um but you know i like your three months or less but generally i look at them by color and if if it's blocked you'll see the color and, right uh, right yeah I've, I've looked at it before okay well that's that's a good idea and i i know like when someone's mowing the lawn and they're in the driveway i know i've got my air conditioning units right there yeah. i usually try to turn it off so it doesn't suck in clippings and stuff does that get into the house too i mean it doesn't go through the the system, right, and get into the filter? No, it'll come through the windows and the doors and just tracking it in. from. So the neighbor does leaves, there's dust on the driveway, you walk across the driveway, track it into the house. That's how the filter gets blocked. But if if your AC is running, the only thing that's getting dirty is that outside uh, condensing unit with the fan on it. Okay, and where is the condensing unit? That's near the bottom of the back of the air conditioner? Uh, well, that whole thing on the outside, is this a central air-conditioned house with that unit outside? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing is the condenser. Oh, okay. Okay, and it's yeah. an old one, so I'm trying to treat it with, you know, very carefully. And that was my other question. I've seen people put tarps over their unit in the winter, and then I know the heating and cooling company sells a real expensive cover. Is that good to do? Only on the top. I like only to cover on the top, only on, not around the yeah, sides. Not around the sides, just like a lid. So right. if you can put a hat on it and not an overcoat, then that's good because again, the moisture travels and dries out the whole unit from the sides. And and frankly, 
putting a cover on indicates people take care and will clean the unit. So people that are more prone to put a cover on it generally take better care of it. So when that's why some units, some companies say, no, we put a cover on it. Their argument is, well, if I can get them to put the cover on it, they're probably cleaning it out, which is better than all of it. So, But my I advocate only for a hat. I'm told by the manufacturers, don't enclose the sides. Let the thing dry out. So what do you use for a cover for it on the top? Um might fold up that cover and lay it on top and just hold it on with uh, something heavy. Uh, uh, I, I cut a piece of plywood and, and oh, okay. put it on the lid, you know, something small. And then my responsibility is how to keep that flywood, plywood from flying away and breaking the neighbor's window. So right. you still have yeah. to hold it down. I did. I was cleaning out the gutters one day and with somebody, and some leaves fell into it that were kind of wet. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, I hope this isn't going to mess anything up. Not a lot, just some little pieces, you know. But I thought it's a good reason probably to have a cover on it. Yeah, that's exactly the type of thing. So leaves fall from the trees, you clean out whatever, something blows across, you know, with a windy day, it's wet, you know, so that's the debris. Okay, as long as those vents on the top are kind of covered, that's all you want to make sure. And probably something that's kind of waterproof, like the wood, I mean, something that's going to stop too much water from getting in it. Yeah, something's better than nothing, and it's mostly to keep the debris out. Okay. All right. That's what I'll work on today then. And um, I guess you'd have to let your filter go pretty long before it would burn out the blower motor, right? Yes. Your furnace filter? Yes. You would pull that filter out and it would be a color that you can't see through at all. I mean, generally those filtrates are kind of a white fabric. Yeah, Um, yeah. Well, you can tell dust is kind of a, you know, it's a tan color. So the more tan, the more brown, the more colored of any color that white element is and it's made that way that's when uh-huh. you know your fir- furnace filter is dirty okay so um in the winter it can go a little bit longer but i should probably check it by two months you think yeah i i, I typically you know i mean i i do the for me personally you know um um i will Typically, I get up early, walk around with coffee. It's like, all right, I'll go down and check the furnace filter, and I just, uh-huh. I just do. And I look at the date, I pull it out, and I, you know, take the other one, and I, okay, they're about the same color, and I slide it back in. So okay. during the winter, uh, under no circumstance, I change them at least every three months. But if you know you're in a dirty, dusty time of year, eh, go down and check it every month, month and a half. You'll okay, know. I probably should have changed it last month. I do write the date on it all the time, and I put it on my calendar. Yeah. So I know See, when it was changed. You're one of those careful people that will that is unlikely to have a furnace problem from your filter just because it's on your, you know, you're paying attention to it. So there's an old quality control guy, Edwards Deming, that rebuilt Japan, Japan after World War II. And his premise was anything that gets measured improves by 25%. So uh-huh. if you're putting it on your calendar, you're aware and you're checking it. So you're just not one of those people that's going to have a furnace filter problem because you're right, on right. top of it. Okay. Yeah, and I've yeah. got some in tow, too. I bought a bunch of them yeah. last summer, yeah. so I'm like, I don't have to go to the hardware store and buy the filter. All I have to do is install it, which is real easy. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. And remember, okay, there's a there's a, an arrow on those, too. Do you know which one goes right? You're getting the direction correct on those? Just going to mention the arrow. Yes, I had somebody show me that, and Perfect. I was like, "Well, which way does the arrow go?" And they said, "Just point it towards the west wall." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> that's easy because I know which way is west." You know, so yeah, that's yeah. what I do. And uh, um, I was confused because I don't know the complete structure of a furnace, but um, 
Yeah, the arrow's going in the right direction. All right, arrow goes in the direction of airflow, so you can figure that out, and we can get into that more. Uh, But that's a perfect question to ask the repair tech when you're having your service done, annual service. It's like, so which direction does the furnace fit? Yeah, you know, sometimes I've seen them pull out a little magic marker, and they just put a little arrow, you know, and then I just put the filter in the same direction that they wrote the arrow in the filter box, you know, in the furnace cabinet. Yeah, I think I've got that down. So is the blower yeah. motor in front of the filter or behind it? That's what I was always confused about. I was assuming it should be behind the filter. But uh, somebody said, de- no, it's in front of the filter. It depends on if the, does your furnace is in an upflow to where all all the ductwork goes up and then connects to the spaghetti on the ceiling? Is that how your f- house is built? Um, It's an old house. It goes up, and then we have some vents on the floor. And then only one vent is not on the floor. It's on the yeah. wall. And that was so, in an addition room. They built that room. So, yeah. um, so most that of would be an upflow. That would be an upflow furnace. So your arrow of that furnace filter would point at the motor. And the toward, motor is which way? Is it in uh, front? Where, in the bottom of that unit. So if you're sliding it in on the side, if it's uh-huh, up and yeah. down. Okay, then that arrow will point toward the center of the furnace box itself, okay. which is where the motor sits, right in the bottom there. Okay. Well, okay. Um, and okay, so the motor, is, but is still, is it the mo- Does that mean the motor would be in front of it or behind it? Uh, in front of it. That's what well, I it would thought. Be, okay, yeah, that's what they it. told me. Yeah, and they that, said, yeah. and it's real simple. I just know where the west wall is. I point the arrow towards the west wall, and I'm good to go. Yeah, actually figuring out where that arrow goes is a longer conversation than when to change the furnace filter. Yeah, <laughs> That's a big yeah. One. I know a lot of people don't a lot of people don't know much about their furnace filters at all. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, something's better than nothing. Even if you get it backwards, it's it's better than not having a clean filter, so good enough. Well, thanks for your help. I'm gonna go do that this afternoon. I put it off. I think it's been three months and at the most maybe a week, so I and this time I have put it off, so I'll you'll know to. by color. You pull that yeah. out, you'll see the color and know. Uh, it'll right. probably be pretty dirty in this house. This is a 100-year-old <laughs> dusty house Oh yeah. near a big right. street. And I've always heard that big streets cause a little bit more dust in your house. That's true. All right, Mary, thanks for the call. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We're going to take a short pause right here on University of KMOX. Lots of things, good maintenance, good things to do. So stay tuned. This is why you tune in to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. We make your house last longer, work better, be cleaner, and be more energy efficient. Right here on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together. Home Improvement 314-436-7900 puts us together on the phone line. 314-436-7900. We are the origin of questions and answers. We've had answers from the callers. We've had questions from the callers, and I do my best to put them together and interpret what they mean, why they're important, and how they all interact together. 
sometimes good, sometimes bad. So kind of is what it is, and that's why we uh, have the Camwex Home Improvement Show. Uh, the weekend show, these uh, between Mike Miller and me and the other weekend shows, we call this At Your Service, meaning we're here to help you on these weekend shows to tune in, make your life just a little bit better, take good care of the family of Camwex. Uh, let's go to my friend Mike and see what's cooking. Hey, Mike, uh, good morning. Welcome to Camwex. How can I help, sir? A uh, quick follow-up on the uh, filters. Um, yes. There's so many there's so many different MERVs, like a MERV 5, MERV 8, et cetera, mm-hmm. MERV 10. I change my filters like every two to three months, and I use the Honeywell. Um, it's, it's one of the bigger ones, the 20 by 25 by 4, I believe. Oh, yeah, um, nice. Do I need to pay attention to the MERV issue? Uh, not with the big filters like that. Yes, the higher the number, when you get above 7 or 8, and you can kind of read on those MERV ratings what it means, uh, but it's the size of particle that it captures. Correct. So the bigger the yep. number, the smaller unit it will catch. So if you've got a dusty house, most dust is pretty big. Um, even cat dander is pretty big uh, as it goes. So generally, once you get above a MERV of about seven or eight, you're now going after um, smaller particles. Uh, you get to 10 and 11. You know, that's a lot of back pressure on your furnace. So most uh, heating and cooling companies will tell you to stay, you know, below 10 or below. If you get above that, you're you're trying to filter for such small particles that you already mm. have what's effectively a blood locked or back pressure resistance to airflow. Uh, so, you know, more is not better in uh, furnace filters. Uh, but when you get up to the 11s and 12s, you're almost catching, you know, um, biological small living things. Uh, and if you're going to do that, then I would advocate that you go back down on your furnace filter to an 8, 9, or 10, stay below 10. And then if you're really looking to uh, catch viruses, uh, you know, like the flu, influenza, or the COVID stuff, that's where you go to the black light uh, treatment in your air handler. And it's just like the old black lights. It's a little higher tech than that. But they're using that now in um, water filtration. The light will, you know, the, you know, it, the water will flow around that black light canister. Air in furnaces is black light. Those are good. But MERV for me is uh, eight to ten above ten. I'm already pressurizing that uh, f- a resistance. Okay. To flow. Um, secondly, what I my house is very dusty. No matter how often yeah. I change the filter, I was wondering if an electronic air filter would help uh actually i like the filter you've got now uh and that's the reason you don't see too many uh, electronic air filters anymore is your honeywell your big media your three and four inch you know the surface area on those things are enormous so if you take that thing apart and you spread it out you've got a furnace area to catch particulate matter that's enormous so uh, and if if you go to an electronic air filter it's a lot more costly takes a lot more maintenance they have a relatively short life and that's why you're seeing so many of those um corrugated big four inch three inch you know, like your honeywell i i just like those mm-hmm. big corrugated units because they're low maintenance high effect so i think you've got one of the best already well thanks so much you have a great holiday 
Well, hang on before you go there. If you do have a dusty house, uh, you yep. might consider a blower door test, which is basically, uh, it's usually energy audit was the first thing we used to do them uh, at Mosby. We no longer, but it's a specialty. But what they do is effectively blow out all the pilot lights in your house, close all the doors and the windows, and then there's a, a fan, an axial fan that goes in one of the doors of your house and the house is depressurized. So it's like sticking a big vacuum cleaner on your house and then you run around and you look for where the air leaks are. So you look around electrical outlets, light switches, uh, light hmm. fixtures on the ceiling, windows and door edges, um, and also a duct blaster pressurize the duct with a the theatrical smoke. You ought to see how much smoke starts pouring out of that. So when you have a dusty house, it's more because it's a leaky structure than it is uh, the filtration. So if you really want to get at it, you can get a, a what's called a blower door test. They'll tell you where those leaks are. Then they come in and for whatever the price is, you know, a thousand, two, five, depending on how leaky it is, they'll offer to seal most of those uh, leaks. And then they retest. So you test in, see how much leak you have, and then you make your repairs or re- improvements, and then you test out. So who, that uh, who does that? Step. Well, I don't know, um, because frankly, uh, we used to do it at Mosby, and then all the uh, um, uh, utilities started doing it free or for $50. They don't do the blower door testing, and they don't do much of what's called the duck blaster or duck leak test, because 80% of uh, travels or, or, or visits are, are done for nothing. So it, it they they get pricey, but I would I would look on the internet uh, and do a search. I don't know, but I would like to know because uh, um, you know it's it's a it's a highly valuable surface, especially because when you get you get bugs through there, you get dust through there, you get moisture through there. It you know if you can't control it, you don't even know what's coming in your house. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for your help. All right. Good luck. Yeah. Good question. Thank you. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. Uh, let's see. Uh, Linda called in earlier. Uh, she had a question about a furnace. She has a rental unit, as I understand it. Uh, somebody stole the outside condenser. Do you buy just a condenser or a whole new unit? Well, uh, on rental equipment, that's a tough one. Uh, normally, when you buy a new heating and cooling system, I would say buy the best one you can afford um, because it all comes out. If you can afford the capital investment or a big chunk of money up front or finance it as necessary, uh, typically you get a lot more efficiency, lower energy costs. The problem is you need to secure in a rental situation your outdoor condenser. So literally on houses, and this happened in 2008 and nine when the downturn happened, you know, there were tons of houses laying around with really good air conditioning systems and all of a sudden they the outside condenser started disappearing you know people would steal the the uh, condensers if you can secure that condenser meaning build it in a cage and hold it you know keep it from being stolen that's a challenge in itself because you need all the wind blowing by it so if you can secure it then i'd buy as good a unit and i'd buy the whole system if you have a house that's 15 20 years or older then i would always change out the furnace unit inside when you put the condenser outside when you have a rental unit the nicer the equipment is on the outside the more tempting it is for theft to occur at that location so that's uh you know that's kind of a in-between answer i know linda but uh 
usually, even on rental equipment, you're going to find that you get uh, more of a rebate and help from utilities and participating dealers if you buy a better unit. And uh, typically, unless you have a pretty new furnace inside or air conditioning unit, I buy them together. It's it's like, should I put just an engine in the car? Or do I buy an all-new car? Well, if you've got 150,000, 200,000 miles on a car, everything's kind of worn out. So putting a new engine doesn't mean you're going to get another double life out of it. It may be time to replace the entire chassis car and all the stuff. So my my, my short answer, Linda, is change the in and the out at the same time uh, if you can keep that condenser from disappearing from theft. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, how about Art? Hey, Art, how you doing? Scott Mosby here. How can I help? Hey, Art, are you still there? Do my fat yes, fingers miss? I appreciate you taking the call. Yes, At sir. At 93, I'm having a wasting away problem. I'm losing <laughs> weight. I think I got the doggone problem from the deer. But <laughs> You might. My, bro- my brother was a Frank Lloyd Wright and a doggone timber framer. He didn't Ooh. believe in particle board. He says you don't know what's in that glue, that yeah. composite that they put together all that stuff with what you just said is if you're legal, living in a leaky old house, you don't have to worry about the formaldehyde <laughs> in your composites and your glues and all your, your other types of problems. He wouldn't take no doggone particle board. We yeah. cleaned out Central Hardware's inventory when they closed down their warehouses. Yeah. He took all the shelving out. And the guy who ran the doggone warehouse said, would you mind going ahead and sweeping the floors? My brother (laughs) said, for that shelving and that first class wood that's there, that's going to be a good roof for us. He never believed in going ahead and using anything but first growth. And that's why a whole older home is a heck of a lot more durable and sturdier we're dying in a sea of entropy why don't you explain entropy i'd appreciate that scott like i say the formaldehyde evidently we can live with yep yep okay art thanks for the call i agree Scott Mosby, KMOX, entropy, the resistance to change or the uh, desire to stay the same. Um, so uh, it, it, it has to do with uh, teams, behavior. Uh, it is a scientific concept of uh, entropy staying as it is, I think. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back, back hour three next. 